Hey guys, if you're interested in what it's like to open up your own business, what it's like to invest in real estate, or where the market may be headed in the third quarter, stay tuned. We got Josh Thomas here. Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the South CAC Syndicate Podcast. What's up? Episode 23. Thank you for tuning in. Jared Ketterman. Kyle Voss. What a day. It is a day. It has been. It feels good to be back in here. Sun is shining at 65 degrees when I came down the mountain. I know. It's nice. It'll be raining tomorrow, so don't get your hopes up. <laughs> it was raining this morning. I was glad because I might have had consumed a lot yeah. of cloudy days. Is that a theme? Every Thursday we come in. It's like, <laughs> oh, no. Jared, how do you feel today? Rough. <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, we did it on Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. We might have the same conversation. Yeah, you're right. So um, this isn't a funny headline, but there's two interesting headlines ran across. Netflix hiring flight attendant for private jet with compensation of $385,000. So today, Netflix put in UPI, Netflix wants to hire a flight attendant for one of its private jets and says it can pay $385,000 according to a job listing on the streaming services website. Where, where do you p- apply it? Where you, I can do that job. Netflix, I guess. <laughs> I mean, for $385,000. And travel too. I, I can mean, spray some Lysol in the bathroom and hand you a, yeah. a wet napkin. I'm sure it's a little more than that. but. And then uh, the other one I ran across was a Detroit teenager wins $613,000 jackpot with a lottery ticket gifted from a friend. Uh, That's great. Lucky seven That's fast money jackpot with a ticket that was gifted to her by a friend. The ticket was purchased at a gas station on Van Dyke Road in Detroit. That's the one of those, ticket aren't you going to split that with me? <laughs> Don't forget who your friends are. I gave you the ticket, right? What would you do with $613,000 lottery ticket? I'd cash it in. Well, would you take the long payout or would you take the one time, pay the taxes and roll? I'd take the one, one time. I don't think you can take a long payout on just like a scratch off. I think it's based on amount, right? I think it's only for like the big, the big you, ones. That's one of those things. If you took a long term payout, you could actually probably put on your balance sheet as a reoccurring revenue. Oh, yeah. Long term <laughs> yeah. capital gains. Yeah. So. All right, today we have Mr. Josh Thomas with us today. Thank you for being here, Josh. Yeah, thanks for having me. Josh is a local entrepreneur, real estate company owner. Uh, He's a lot like us. He's got his hands in a little bit of everything. He does. He truly does. And and a lot of cool projects this very recently. So we're going to talk retail. We're going to talk commercial. We're going to talk real estate. So welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. little backstory. Josh is one of those... I guess like maybe Kutu is only other one that I've actually bought something with and sold something with. Right? Uh, yeah. The same so, property? No. Uh, I actually sold twice and bought once. I saw the, I sold that lot yeah, for yeah, you yeah. and your house. Oh, you did sell that lot for me. That's, yeah. And then, that's right. I forgot and, about and that. And then uh, and then you bought the the building. Yeah. You sold the unsellable lot. Yeah, because Kutu had it. I think Tierra, Tierra had, had it. it. Everybody had it. But Josh, I gave it to it. him. Yeah. Now <laughs> I will tell you this: it took a minute to do that, but <laughs> no, nah, it was pretty quick. He had a good, great idea though, because it was an interior lot technically, um, and and that's how it was always listed: interior lot, whatever. When he came along, he's like, "This is not listed as an interior lot because you might. I think you scare a lot of people away because they don't want to be in a lake subdivision. That's right. And technically, it wasn't your typical lake subdivision, you know, where you have HOAs and all this other stuff." He said, this is, this is listed as a, just a regular Resident, lot. Yeah, residential lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that thing sold fast. I got a house on it now. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, hindsight's 2020, but 
if I'd have had some cash at the moment, I would have just bought it from you because that's yeah, a great location. Yeah, it house. is a great location. Yeah. I, I really like the location. I just didn't have any use for it anymore. Yeah. And I don't know if you've sold, have you ever sold me anything? <laughs> yes. Uh, listen, well, do we need to go down the line? I guess like, uh, I've sold you, I guess I've sold you personally. Yeah. Cause I've, I've sold your mom's you know, the yeah. house that your mom bought. Yeah. That you actually bought that. Yeah, thinking, I bought that. House. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah, did that. She lives there. Uh, I sold your dad's house. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did that one. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I sold the Brown Square for you. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Arthur Brown Square. Yeah, yeah Arthur Brown Square for you. Um, yeah, that was a man. I was. <laughs> we won't get into that yeah. on the podcast, but that yeah. was a, was a huge play for Wahala. Yeah, uh, and then, I, I can't remember if there's. And I've sold, I feel like there has been. Though. I've sold him something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've sold him a building on Main Street. Did you represent yourself? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. Yeah, you rep- There's more. That, we've had so many of these conversations, I couldn't remember exactly how this all went down. No, yeah. so Josh's office on Main Street, Wahala, is um, in a building that I sold to him yeah. last, last year. So, mm-hmm. super excited. Cool, and, and it's a perfect space for the, y'all did an excellent yeah. job with it. Yeah, well, he, he kind of got it set up for us, um, or I guess between you and the smoothie shop that, that kind of got there, and then we built a a wall in between to create a, a break room slash conference room. Yeah. Uh, so it's a really good space for us. It's a great space. I, I regret selling it. Yeah. And I knew I would when I did it. Yeah, you will. And you keep talking about selling everything you got. And you want to buy something? I'll sell it. <laughs> Not from you. I'll sell it all. Not from you. I know better. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's worth more. <laughs> it's going to cost more. But yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, so one of the last things that you've created – Right? Can you can you talk about how Alexander's Works and Wonders came about, the idea and where it is, and um, what you've done with Thomas and, and why you kept the name, et cetera? Just give it. This is background. also a for those listening. This is also a business right here on Main Street, Wahala. Yeah. So, like, pretty much my whole life is on is in Wahala now. I, I didn't set out for that. Matter of fact, uh, my cousin um, had a, a difficult. Uh, uh, Pregnancy, semi-difficult pregnancy birth yesterday uh, uh, for her fifth child. And uh, when I was at the hospital with them, uh, they were like, you you grew up in Wahala. So, I mean, like, I guess that's how you know everybody and that's how you've invested here. But in all seriousness, I did grow up in Wahala, but I moved away in 2007. I guess I, I moved away in 2002, but came back for a short stint in 2006, like early 2007, for about six months, and then I moved away again. And I didn't come back here until 2017, or 2019 is when I bought the, my house. So really, none of this investing really happened until about three years, three, four years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now I'm, I'm, I'm very invested here in Wahala. So I have the uh, I have my house on Main Street, and we have a guest house that goes with that that we rent out. And then we have uh, the, the the building that I bought from you. Um, that's, our real, that's my real estate office. And then I did invest. Uh, I've got another uh, commercial lot in town, and then some other property outside of town. But uh, right out, still considered Wahala. But um, but the store that Jared's talking about, uh, Alexander's, uh, for forty years was an office supply store, and uh, that served local accounts. 40? 40, 40 years, little over forty years. He bought it in nineteen eighty two. That's crazy. And it was actually an office supply store before he bought it. It was called Ed Mars. Uh, uh-huh. um, uh, Ed and um, Marsha Pennington, or I think Marsha Pennington was their name. So they just combined the name. Yeah, Edmar. And so, uh, so with that, and they started that in '57, I think it was. He told me. So it had been an office supply. Matter of fact, that Edmar's before they moved into what um, uh, the building that's in now 
And then when uh, uh, Alec, uh, Thomas bought it, they were there where Blue Ridge Bank was on the corner. Okay. So anyway. Before um, Blue Ridge Bank was yeah, there. Yeah, before, before Blue Ridge Bank was there, that's where they were. Um, so it's been an office supply store for a very, very long time. And uh, the, that whole conversation came about a year ago this past Thanksgiving when my wife and I were talking. She's been teaching school for some time and just had several years in a row uh, the last few years just being difficult years. I think post-COVID, I think every teacher could tell you, it's, like, it's just a crazy mess. Yeah to try to have to put up with. So, so anyway, um, I was thinking she was just going to quit and she, she's not a quitter. So she wouldn't have quit mid year, but I was preparing for something for her to do because, uh, our kids are elementary school age. So, uh, mm-hmm. now it's kind of, I, I think she would be kind of bored if she stayed at home. So i right. um, just trying to figure out something that she could do. So I called Thomas and just said, Hey, when the day comes that you want to retire or whatever, are you going to sell your store? Or are you going to uh, pass on to when your kids or grandkids or are you just going to close it up? And so he was like, you know, I hadn't thought much about it, but we have been beginning, we've started having the conversations about retiring. So why don't we start meeting up in January? So this time last year, we started a monthly conversation. And by the end of by May, uh, we had decided that we would move forward with, with purchasing the business. Um, but that also, at that point, was when my wife comes like, I think I'm just going to keep, this is my calling, I'm going to keep teaching school. So I had already committed to the Alexanders that I was going to buy their business, and um, and and so I was kind of stuck with the business. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, want to, I want to be a man of my word. So I, sure. I got I got this business and uh, was trying to figure it out. Now most people uh, from a retail perspective thought it had closed years ago. Um, the inventory was just falling over. You know, in in the retail space, that was had become their inventory closet, and in the back was where they kept boxes full of furniture that needed to be put together because they had just been serving. It had, it had grown to the point of just serving commercial accounts, the local municipalities, things mm-hmm. like that. And so that's what I thought I was buying when I purchased that. Uh, long story short, those accounts uh, in today's time, it's really hard to make money in office supply. Mm-hmm. And three days before I bought it, uh, they had told me that their supplier uh, was changing the way they do things. And so, I mean, I think on office supply by itself, your margin's anywhere between around 30 35%. And it was going to eat up 26% if you didn't buy $20,000 worth of inventory every month. You have to store it. Yeah, so they were moving to more serving commercial, major commercial accounts uh, and not the mom and pop stores. Right. So, uh, so anyway, so and that's why in Oconee County, there was only, there's only two, us and Holcomb, and Holcomb doesn't really do retail. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in the same boat trying to they're figure out. They're just servants and accounts. Yeah. yeah. Just like Alexander's gotcha. uh, has been. But again, I, I, I don't know what her strategy is and stuff, but uh, I know they're in the same boat. So for us, since I had this business and I'd already paid for it, you know, uh, I, I figured like, it out. <laughs> we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make this work. I'm not just going to sink the ship and lose all that money. So um, we just, you know, I was thinking Alexander's has a good name uh, in our community. That's right. And uh, the the roots of the store has been an office supply, and uh, but yet we're geographically located in a in a beautiful area where you can explore you know hiking trails and waterfalls and lakes and all kinds of cool stuff like that. So uh, I was like, what if we did some sort of venture portion to it? And Wander just kind of made sense. I didn't realize that it was just until like two weeks ago that I, uh, someone told me that Wander is German for hiking. 
which mm-hmm. I should have bought a lottery ticket that day. You're talking about <laughs> <laughs> because that really worked out in my favor. But uh, but anyway, so we have Alexander's Work and Wonder. That's the name of it, and uh, it's we are moving in the direction of being a day hiking type store. Yeah. We're not going to be an outfitter for serious camping or you know. You know, you know, you know it'd like be that. cool too, and I didn't really think about this when we were talking about it earlier, but you could almost cater to those that work remotely. So the work and wander, like you that, know. with that, with Airbnbs, you come in, you can work remotely, or if we have we have uh, commercial com- uh, printing services. Yeah, so, yeah. I yeah. mean, not even just that. Like, so you're getting out of the office pencils, paper altogether, or just change completely. the way you think about office. Like, if you think about office in a sprinter van up on a river, that's right. And he sells right. all the stuff to work out of it. Then that's right. That's the kind of stuff we're going to do. So, gotcha. so with the office supply. We're not going to get at it completely, but we're also um, not going to be looking up things like, "Hey, can you order this for me?" No, because I, can, I don't have a discount for it. Yeah, um, you can. If I can look it up, you could look it up too. That's the kind of sources that I have. Um, however, you know, we do want to keep on stock from a convenience standpoint: legal pads, sticky notes, you know, scissors, paper, pencils, pens, and then get into you know, we've already got this now, but uh, some some nice journals and planners and. Uh, specialty pens, fountain pens, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Um, so, so that kind of office supply, um, work supply, I might call it, yeah, um, would be what we'd be carrying. And um, some of the best coffee in town, I understand. Yeah, so that was kind of that was really that surprised me. Um, we just tried to get some foot traffic in because people knew us one as an office supply store, and two because they didn't really serve retail as sure. much. Uh, nobody really knew us. Only yeah. the municipalities. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, so in order to, to get some revenue going and some foot traffic, uh, we started serving coffee. Annie, my manager, I, uh, her, uh, I sold her and her uh, husband a house about six years ago. And uh, he's my right-hand man for all kind, all kind of residential fix-up type stuff, um, repair stuff. And, uh, and just they, they actually go to church with us, too. Asked her, she, she was working at another coffee shop just down the street. Right. And when they closed, she was out. And so I just asked her if she wanted to be our manager, and it just worked out perfectly. Well, she has this passion for coffee, and I was like, let's go ahead and do that and see how that rolls. Well, she has a following. I mean, just a following of her sure. own anyway. Yeah. And she was, I didn't realize this until she was telling a customer this. She actually was raised on a coffee farm. Picking, uh, picking coffee. You didn't know this? I didn't know Co- that. Yeah, picking coffee beans uh, from yes. from a young age, like five or six years old. So she can like look at the bean and be go, oh, yeah, that's, she, a, that's she, Arabica. Yeah, she, dude, she was bred a barista. A rabbit turd? Arabica. <laughs> <laughs> I said rabbit Or a rabbit turd. It could be either or. They look about she, the same. She can differentiate. <laughs> Starbucks guys don't know how to differentiate, but like like she can differentiate. <laughs> no rabbit turds in my coffee, please. Oh, my gosh, that's so good. But, but anyway, so yeah, yeah. So so she has that following, and it's just really blossomed for them. Matter of fact, um, so far this month, you know, we're like two weeks into it. The coffee's been over sixty percent of our business. That's insane. So now, can, is there space for them to come in, get a coffee, and, yes. and sit down, get mm-hmm. on their laptop? Yeah, yeah. Well, so here's the deal. Um, we we created a coffee shop in the back. It really took off. So we did create a coffee shop. Uh, and we created a sitting area for you to chill, and I put a table in there for you to work if you want to. However, like we don't want to be the coffee shop that you literally just park and work all day and yeah. use us as your office. We'd rather you come and like have conversation and look what we got, and then move on to whatever you're doing. Got you. So we're not we're not really looking to be like a, a, a Wi-Fi cafe kind of a thing. You're not. I wouldn't even call it an outdoor store. You're a works and wonder store that happens to serve coffee, that happens to be right now your largest percentage of business. Well, if you take some outdoor stores, like, for example, Outdoor 76 in Clayton. Love that guy. Absolutely. Love that store. Absolutely. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle, I, Kyle is his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, I think their flagship store is in Frankfurt, yep. um, North Carolina. But um, nonetheless, uh, you know, them just like Elmont, they have these tap rooms. That's and, right. And I mean, gosh, there's there's some great tap rooms here in Wahala. Uh, I think we could use a couple extra coffee shops. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. So, so when that, we when I did open up Twenty Eight West, I didn't think tap room. Mm-hmm. When we started on the, in the back, I was like, this is going to work out great because we'll have a tap room in the back. We can go through this door, shop, come check out at either register, and have two businesses in here. Um, either SLED or ATF, they looked at it differently. Yeah, yeah. If I were to start a tap room in an outdoor store, I have to do it simultaneously, and it has to be the same name. What I couldn't do is have a tap room and an outdoor store. With a door in between. With, with two retails and a door in between. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I'll just shut it. And then if somebody wants to go shopping, they don't have to walk all the way around town mm-hmm. and come to the front on the main street. And they're like, no. It's like, great. I'll put in a bookshelf where you pulled, yeah. you know, this yeah, book cool, yeah. and it'll, and the it'll turn. The and thing that's crazy about that to me is they'd be okay with the two being together as long as you started them at the same right. time. So that's it's right. not like a drinking no, issue. That's, right. that, that's exactly right. But yeah. he said, I've seen it all. And if you put any kind of hideaway door, I'll shut you down. And so we don't want to, like, there's certain people I'll test my limits with. ATF is not going to be one of those people. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But so somebody wanna, figured it out, like you said, like 76 and one, the original Wonder. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, was, uh, it was a great idea. And I like that. We don't need, you know, we need more tap rooms. We need more coffee shops. We need more restaurants. We need more everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But, but you're like doing said, something it, that hadn't been done before. Like we've done an outdoor store. Mm-hmm. There's a coffee shop. You know, there's some place to get trinkets and, and shirts, but you're doing it all and putting it in one roof. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Well, one of the things that we hadn't talked about just yet is um, that's being unveiled. I, I was working with a designer today is uh, a lot of folks have asked for local things. They wanted to buy like postcards, whatever right. the case may be, that has Wahala on it or has uh, even more detailed, like a, a natural attraction, you know, Yellow Branch Mountain, uh, somewhere in Mountain Rest, Stump House, whatever the case is. Right. So we are, we're giving that to them. Um, we're creating that, and we're putting our brand with it, and right. uh, and then putting it on shirts, stickers, mugs, yeah. whatever the case is. I, I had think- a rule of thumb when I had the outdoor store. It was like, if a customer comes in, or five different people come in and request the same thing, we're ordering that one thing. Yeah. It may not be in my wheelhouse, but if five people think that I have that, then we yeah. need to carry that. Well, and just to spread the wealth, um, so Kyle from uh, uh, Outdoor 76 yeah. and the, the guys from Wander uh, both said the same thing. And it was free advice, and I and I want to just offer this as free advice too. And once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. They said a third of your business is going to be your brand tagged to a local 100%. attraction. Hundred percent. And so as soon as they said that, though, yeah. I mean, I wasn't really thinking about it, but as soon as they said that, everywhere I turned, it seemed like half of their inventory mm-hmm. was their brand with something yeah. attached to it, and then a third of their business must be what they're talking about. And I go back to my place, it's like I don't have one single thing that has my brand on it. Yeah, Twenty Eight so, West was the same way. We certainly sold more Twenty Eight West yeah. shirts, yeah, and, and koozies and cups, and we did anything else. So, so I've been in the Seventy Six store one time, and I got one of their hats I wear all the absolutely. time. Absolutely, I bought one just because he gave me that advice. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and we'll wander the same way. Uh, like it was really kind of funny. They said it different ways, but it was a third of your your business. I spent a ton of stuff. money in there. Like, yeah, and from the business side, their pants, their hiking pants, their, their Marmont stuff. Like they just they're a good shop. Yeah, it really is. Shop. From really the business is. side, st- from the business side of it too, your personal branded things are going to have the biggest margin. You know, versus if you're buying some kind of mm-hmm. hiking whatever that's made by somebody else. Yeah. You know, they're capturing a lot of that profit and they're just going to give you a little yeah. bit of it versus like if you 
brand your own. Mm-hmm. Well, on a shirt, you're looking at 50% anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or better. Mm-hmm. Uh, at stickers, that's way, way that's there. That's a huge markup. Yeah. So, um, so, so absolutely. That's kind of where we're at with, with those things. But that's, that's the direction that we want to go for that. And, and honestly, we just want to be a, 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 a good fit for the town. Uh, you know, that, there was a yep. little bit of drama recently about making Wahala great again. And I was thinking about this point in the shower. And I was Fantastic. like, yeah, I was like, uh, you know what? Wahala is great. And that's why I came. Yeah. That's well, right. all is great, but it's still, I think we're leaving a ton on the table still. A hundred percent. There's it's, so it's, much. It's, it's bodacious. There's so much great stuff around here. If we would, if we would evolve <laughs> the town. Oh, is that another one of those yeah. Easter eggs? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Word of the day. <laughs> so, uh, but you're a hundred percent right. Like, I think it's a great place to, to do work. You got to have a stomach and not get frustrated with certain people. But at the same time, I'm just going to leave that there. I don't know if that explodes well, I mean, who listens to this, but at the same time, like, it's a great place to do this. There's some, it's a, it's a desirable area in the country. Yeah. But I mean, if you, if you kind of market the town around that mm-hmm. versus trying to be your own thing. That's right. You know, like, Wahala's trying to, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think they're trying to do this, but it seems to me like Wahala's trying to carve out their own little thing when, why? Just soak in what we already are. That's right. Uh, yep. You know, we're yep. mountains. We're, we got all these attractions around us. Like, just be that town. I, yeah. never, I never put in a business in Wahala that didn't serve, that, that did not fill a void. Right. Yeah. That was one of my, you know, what do you call, guardrails, not guardrails. Check, you're just going down the list. Yeah. Like, what does it have to do? Has to employ people, has to make money, and it needs to fill a void that doesn't exist yet. That's right. That's right. And so if you do that, then you become yourself. You are the brand. This is yeah. what we're doing. And you fit with the geography. Like yeah. Like right. door store. We'll, we put the first tap craft beer in here in Wahala. You know, the Airbnbs on Main Street. Everything is geographically located that we've started yeah. that works from Kiwi to the Chatuga. Yeah. So I the, think what the, you're doing is great. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think the palette's there. You just got to you gotta add to what's, what the, what's already on the canvas. Right. So... You want to take a quick break and we can talk real estate? Yeah, I love talking real estate. All right. Yeah, you bet. We'll be right back with Josh Thomas. Let's face it. Shopping for insurance can be time consuming. When it comes to your auto and home insurance needs, make things simple and trust your Allstate experts. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your auto and home. Bundling saves money, sure, but it also saves you time. So you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact Clemson Allstate agent Shane Smith at 864-654-1047 today for a free personalized insurance proposal. Allstate, are you in good hands? And we're back with Josh Thomas. Yeah, man. Thanks, yeah. thanks for having us. It's good stuff. Having me. Check him out. You can go see Josh at any, any of his three or four addresses he owns on Main Street. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Where can they find you at, Josh? Introduce yourself. Uh, I, th- I think the... Um, Either one, the real estate office is uh, Keller Williams Town and Country, and that's uh, 220 East Main, okay. Wahala. And then uh, you could also check out uh, 118 East Main is the uh, Alexander's Working Wonder. Perfect. Awesome. Quick, quick, quick story. So how me and okay. Josh kind of got hooked up as far as, you know, I, I knew several real estate agents when I came time to sell my house. I didn't need another one. That's right. But uh, I was at the house one day, and he come knocking at the door. <laughs> like and, a cold call, or y'all knew each other? No. Straight, straight up, straight, straight up knocker. knocking doors. That is hustle. And he said, yes. And he said, hey, he introduced himself and whatever. And he's like, I'm in the neighborhood. I'm going to, you know, whatever. That's crazy. He's like, if you ever think about selling your house, let me know. And I was like, it's funny you say that because I'm actually building a house right now and we're going to be ready to sell soon. And he was like, well, we need to talk. I said, well, just come back and see me. 
sure enough, I don't know, two months, a month, whatever, here he comes. And I told I told Heather when he came by, I was like, I think I'm going to give it to him. I said, he's working hard. He's out here. I not, mean, why I mean, wouldn't you? It was 95 degrees you? outside. He's sweating. <laughs> That's cool. Knocking doors. And so he come back. I said, it's yours, brother. Let's so, do it. So what'd cool. you make off a door, a cold door knock? I mean, it just depends on the price of the house and stuff like that. Neighborhood, like where uh, Kyle used to live, um, I mean, that's a that's still a hot commodity area because yeah, it it's a good price point, and, uh, and they move out every five or so yeah. years. Yeah, or so. And you bought a close. house not far from there and uh, flipped it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's close to yeah. everything. Yeah, it really, oh, it is very much. That just so. goes to show if you hustle. That's right. That's if right. If you're willing to cold call and you're willing to cold knock, then so, you'll, you'll win. So I don't want to like derail a conversation, but talking about hustle and cold call. Sure. Um, every town's going to have a little bit of drama. And uh, we there was another business that uh, was, I guess, upset because we were offering coffee. Oh, you know. And so, uh, so sure. and I told you the backstory of coffee. Like, yeah. That wasn't our pursuit to be a coffee shop. It just so Annie had that. That that background, and we needed some new customers, uh, and then I had no clue that that's what we would really that would be driving the force you know, right. for a little while. Well, anyway, uh, just because uh, I wanted to continue to increase this, I'm trying to fan the flame. Uh, we 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 thought outside the box, and we said, you know what, um, the the local coffee shops, both of them, there's two of them that I'm thinking of right off the bat, unless you're talking about the gas station, uh, is uh, it opens up about eight o'clock or so, eight mm-hmm. eight thirty something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, and so. Why don't we on a Friday open up at six and do curbside service, and uh, and so to save yeah. to save yeah. uh, on a runner, I knew like like that block where Alexander's is has 15, fourteen parking spots out there, mm-hmm. and so we were just gonna be old school. Put your bleakers on, we'll come and check on you. Uh, since we didn't have an app yet, there you go. and uh, and we'll just bring a you know guest checkbook uh, a pad and take your order and bring it back in. But I was a little bit nervous, like, well, that's a that's a block, and so if if everybody like joined up at the same time, I was like, did you do this all the all morning? <laughs> you looking so, out the window? Well, no, 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 it gets better. Okay. So uh, so what happened was I was like, how about we do this? Um, I'm going to get a runner. Uh, so we got Annie. She just stays over in the coffee area, which is in the back of the store. Linda came in that morning, so she was gonna uh, she's gonna run the register, and then I'll have a runner. As soon as somebody comes in, they can do that. I'm gonna stand out here on the corner. And I'm gonna have I made my own little arrow sign. And I'm pointing like you want those coffee guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so, so I kept the store open so you could come in and shop, so we could eliminate having to have multiple runners. You bet. Because and then it actually worked in our favor, where very few people actually. They'll put their blinker on, but then they're like, nah, I think I'm going to come in. And then they go shop. Yeah. And it actually did better for us anyway. So uh, so anyway, uh, that happened, and it's been happening. Tomorrow morning, it's going to happen again. You're going to be out there at 6? I'm going to be out there. Yeah, yeah. I don't get up that early. I'm just going to drive. to see this. So, so, I'm just going to so, drive yeah. by with my blinkers on and not stop. And then <laughs> so, turn around, drive back by. Or <laughs> order and then leave. No, <laughs> don't do that. I don't want to do that. Uh, there's another place I know about that. Uh, we'll, we'll, next charge, time we'll charge you anyway. <laughs> but anyway, so, so yeah, I've been doing that. And the thing is, is like I felt like because someone had videoed me, actually, you could probably you can find it on online on social media. And they're like, who is this guy? Whatever the case is. I should have told <laughs> him. the like, weird guy. I'm the one that makes things happen. You talk to Danny, get something voted on. You want to talk to me, get something happening. But, you yeah. know, just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but nonetheless, nonetheless, I'm really totally kidding about all that. But, uh, but the, the fun story about this whole thing was that 14 years ago, uh, I was not in the same place. So 14 years ago, I was about to get married. Uh, Deidre and I celebrate our 14th anniversary this coming April. Congratulations. This, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. This, the, this time, though, 14 years ago, I was in a really dark place. I was really depressed. Um, I was wrapping up my MBA to graduate that May. And, uh, and then 
we were going to um, get married, get married in April, graduate in May, and then move off to go to seminary in Louisville, Kentucky in June. Well, um, nonetheless, what, uh, what actually happened was I was, I was broke. I was depressed and I needed some money in the short term. So I started working for Chick-fil-A off of Haywood Road uh, next to the mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And the only job they had available was to wear the cow outfit and have a sign (laughs) pointing pointing people into the store. You're like, I'll take it. It's... I'm serious. That 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 was my job. So I and I was, dude. I was broke, and I was I was broke in. I can't tell you how many times I was like dancing out there, just goofing oh, off man. people, people filming it, the news filming it, stuff like that. And yet there was many days that I was just like, I just break down, crying inside, and yeah. crying inside that cow outfit. And so 14 years later, just talk about you know God works things out. 14 years later, <coughs> I'm not carrying a sign like that pointing to some other guy's business. I still look like a cow out there on the corner dancing. <laughs> But I'm pointing to my business. That's right. I own this. That's thing. a big deal. Yeah. That's a big Listen, deal. Listen, that means deal. that segment right there basically explains a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people listening, you know, whether you're broken, you feel like you're broken, or you're just starting a business and you're like, what do I, you know? It mm. could be worse. You could wear a cow outfit. I'm not, yeah. yeah. Or just, you know, I think a lot of times new business owners, they're like, oh, I'm a business owner. I'm not going to do this stuff, you know, whatever. Like, no, you got to get the job done. No you, don't, what it means. you don't know. Like until you t- you jump off that cliff, and, and they say entrepreneurship is jumping off a cliff, building an airplane on your way down. Mm-hmm. Owning a business is the same way. You think you've got it all figured out until your first shipment of inventory comes in, and you now you got oh I didn't think about how we we're going to set up. Oh, where am I going to put? The, and then I didn't think about how we were going to sell this. That's exactly right. Yeah. Or reorder yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of or stuff. how much money it took to actually fill a space of inventory like nobody thinks like oh you want to hear another quick story so at christmas in alexander's half of the the shelving in there was christmas was boxes of other inventory that we had that were empty that we saved and wrapped like christmas presents to make the store look full (laughs) you know who else did that who was first lowe's or home depot it was home depot home depot did not have enough inventory to open their store so they took all the big commercial boxes and just Stacked folded them. them up and put them up, put them up the on stuff. the shelves. Yeah. It looked like it was inventory. It. Yep. And, they, and they, I, I watched an interview with the CEO or somebody mm-hmm. who was like, this is the only way we can get by. And yeah. people thought we were a full store. Yeah, you don't we, want, we were only like a quarter supplied. Yeah, you don't want it to we look were. empty. It's yeah. the same way about it's any great. kind of venue, music venue, anywhere. Like you don't want a huge space. You want everybody to feel like that's why, it's cramped. That's why they'll drop big theater curtains mm-hmm. in one quarter of the Bilo Center if they're having a smaller act because yeah. it still feels like it filled out the yeah. the complex. That's awesome. Well, real quick, I want to <laughs> it happened again, right? We come in wanting to talk real estate and then yeah, we, we just go off over here. So we're used to it. I want to I, I do want to pick your brain on real estate. There's a few questions. Mm-hmm. Um and twenty twenty three is certainly a new year. Interest rates are over six percent still. Mm-hmm. And from what I'm understanding, we're going to sit here for a minute. But what that does from 2.5% last year, yeah, it turned your $300,000 mortgage with a $1,400 payment to a $2,000 payment or more. Push people out of the market. And so I don't care who you are. If you're spending that kind of money, you're a payment buyer, right? Yeah. Like you're looking at how much the payment is. I would drive a Bugatti if I could get a $900 a month payment. But you can't, right? I can't imagine you in a Bugatti. <laughs> It'd be fun. Have KC lights For a on it. day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, so are you seeing that interest rate is is slowing buyers down? I know you guys are successful and you've still got a lot of closings. You're going to do this first quarter. 
but are you seeing a dip or are people shopping for homes different? Yeah. I mean, um, so the, the, the thing is, is that, uh, the rising interest rates to combat, um, inflation is working. Yeah. Yeah. It's slowing everything down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's slowing things down to a normal market. And that's what we, I think most people kind of forget is that, uh, is that actually right now it's normal for like back in 17, 18, 19, yeah. stuff like that. Like we forgot how normal was because I, I was looking at some stats too on a, a little bit bigger scale for the entire county and then also for the entire Western upstate MLS mm-hmm. uh, for Anderson Pickens and Greenville County, okay, or excuse me, Anderson Pickens and Oconee County. And uh, I mean, we were in 2019 at the high, high mark, we were at 80 days on market on average. And then it got down to um, between 21 and 22 when it got down to 10 days yeah. average on market. So that means there's somewhere less than that and somewhere yeah, a little bit more than that. So so that went normal. No, the, and our interest rates were also at two and a half, two, two and a half, three percent 3%. I mean, uh, my house took so long to renovate that I was really upset when I got to refinance it. And I got three yeah. percent, considering that other people got two, two and a half. Oh, you were pissed about three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. I'm, now I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm happy about it. Like I I'm, I'm, you know, what I'm saying. Bet. So, so uh, same thing with you know the farmhouse over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got that at five percent, and I was like, dude, I really need to refinance. Mm-hmm. Now, like, yeah, resident. That was for a commercial loan. Residential is now at six and a half, seven. So, so two things, and I've talked about this in previous podcasts before. You know, and you know, like a year ago. So this could work out in your favor because what's I think what's going to happen is the true agents, the ones that are knocking doors, that are doing the work. That, you know, I talked about in a previous podcast where if you were in a year ago, if you were an agent and you weren't doing good, something was wrong. Mm-hmm. You're really not going to do good now. Yeah. So I think it's going to push a lot of those agents out, right? That's, that that's exactly right. That can't live on, right. on just kind of, you know, whatever, picking up Nana's house mm-hmm. here and there, whatever. Which is going to leave once we get out of this, it's going to leave a lot more inventory for the remaining agents that actually. That's when do you can the work. pick up market share, right? Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. I mean, I've got we've have a lot of real estate friends. Yep. A lot of our circles in real estate. Is that a problem? Are we oversaturated with people that think, "Oh, I can make six percent of that purchase price. I want to be a real estate agent." They go to school, they get their license, they hang it to somebody's shop, and they go, "Like, don't really work it." Like, are we oversaturated in agents? We are, um, but this market's helpful. These kind of things are helpful. Now, again, we're not in a bad market. Yeah, we're getting back to a normal market. Mm-hmm. Well, we're in a good place where, when the when the rest of the country's way overheated, mm-hmm. we we kind of get there, but not nearly to the extremes that like this the, area has always outperformed the rest of the country. Yeah, <laughs> we know why. This is why we invest here. It's why we live here. It's why we yeah. open businesses here. Yeah, right. And it's uh, we are geographically. In an amazing spot, right? Like, literally, it's mm-hmm. the the. I've been all over the country. The best place to be. So where my real estate office is is like literally a door, over, two doors over um, from the visitor center. That's right. So you know, obviously, I'm wanting to court that relationship. Of course. Um, and they they told me that 65 percent of the people that come in there that are checking out Oconee mm-hmm. County are looking to relocate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when I put the feather signs that said coffee in front of Alexander's. Mm-hmm. I had been preaching for a long time that we have a lot of tourism that's going up the mountain, mm-hmm. you know, the bike park, uh, stump house, trails, all that kind of stuff like that. 
I didn't know who they were. I just knew they were coming. Mm-hmm. Now they come in and tell me where they're from. Yeah. Right, right around the Christmas time and right after. And it's been the same way nearly almost every day, uh, especially on the weekends. Uh, Connecticut, Florida, yeah. California, New York, all, all over the place. Where it's gonna be other countries. We had 17 people come in from – I thought all of Honduras were showing up in my shop one yeah. day. They had just gone up and checked out Yellow Branch and, 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 and did the hike and came back. Yeah. And Literally, I held the door because it, it was funny. Somebody looked like they were tripping – over themselves and falling in. So I made it was like, man, if you're that big of a hurry to come in, let me open the door for you. Yeah. But then 17 of them showed up. And so, uh, uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But it's just from other countries. Like they generally people are here touring. Yeah. And uh, as of yet, like you talked about earlier, I don't know if well, as a whole has done a great job capturing that. Yeah. So well, you know, let me give you a, a different number, right? So I'm, we're in the Airbnb space. Well, tourists, you book Airbnbs. It's mm-hmm. not often locals book an Airbnb in the same County that they reside. So here's a real number. Oconee County generated over over $35 million in revenue in short-term rentals last year. Just short-term rentals. That is a number. It's probably our, our largest economic revenue stream um, from, yeah. to, from PRT or tourism. Like no, that's, that's a ton. I don't know how many visitors that does. We've serviced since lot we opened the lofts, 1,440 different guests. Yeah. Like 1,440 different guests, Japan, Germany, United States, you got a mailing list. East Coast, West Coast. So I'm a data guy. I love analytics. I love data. Right. We put a card out, you know, and say, you know, why'd you come? It's very simple. It takes 30 seconds. Sometimes I fill it out. Sometimes I don't. But when I opened up 28 West, uh, I put it in the point of sale. So I wanted to capture a zip code. Mm. Like I wanted to be able to track where everybody was coming from mm. and then where I should advertise more. And so Atlanta, New York, Florida, it, it, right. it would be what you would think, but Honduras, Japan, Germany, Wherever. it's well, and it's and same thing over here at the Performing Arts Center. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I forgot how many yeah. how many thousands of emails Mark said he has, mm-hmm. and how eighty percent of those are not local. Right, oh, for traveling sure. in, mm-hmm. and they're staying sure. in his Airbnbs. I mean, that, they really are. When we opened up the loss and we heard we were getting Mark Thompson, it just it solidified everything that I, I needed to happen because mm-hmm. I knew what a value add he would be. Right, right, and that's why we bought another house in town. Well, I bought that for two reasons, but right now it's a short term rental. So let's talk about other opportunities that a potential downturn can open up because this is how I think more as a buyer. So, you know, everything slows down. Nobody's buying because interest rates are up. They don't want that payment, blah, blah, blah. I think of that as like, no, I can get properties cheap as long as I can carry a high interest rate until they come down and I can refinance, right? You're getting a better deal on the property because most can't afford it, Fair. potentially, yep. uh, or don't want to afford it. And then They're you just, scared to afford yes, it. Yes, then you just have to eat that high interest rate. Hopefully, we don't end up like we did in the 70s where it's 20% or whatever it was. 18, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you just kind of wait it out. Hopefully in a year or two, you can refinance at a four and then maybe again. Yeah. So some of our friends in the finance industry, um, are, are, are predicting third quarter. We're going to see, um, dropping below six. Yeah. Well, you know, I think they overdid it. And so they're going to have to. They overdid it going down. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think oh, they overdid yeah. it going down Spoiled us and they're going to have to like compensate by pumping the economy <clears throat> back up a little bit, but That's they would right. rather have it be, they'd rather print the money. Mm-hmm. Than to deal with inflation. So because we're at a high interest rate, and this, we talked a lot about this last night, um, because we're at a high interest rate and the payments of a $300,000 home went up, so did residential rent. Because if you own yep. investment properties right. and you know that they can't bank it, well, you're going to you get more renters. Right, right under the mortgage payment. Yeah, you have more right? renters. Yeah. And so it's still cheaper than they could buy the house for. And, and 
there's nothing. I mean, that's just the way it works. Well, and, but, and, and again, it, it all depends on what hat you're wearing. If you're that's wearing right. an investor yeah, exactly. hat, like you just talked about. If, uh, if you're wearing a, uh, a real estate agent's hat and they're trying to sell something, it's like, if you're going to pay that in rent, why not pay a little bit more and then refinance? I mean, it's all about how yeah, you yeah. spend it, right? Yeah. And there's never been a bad market for a hustler. True that. True that. Hey, we need to snip that. That's going to be a yeah. snippet for right. that is there has never been a bad market for a hustler. That's right. Hey, we'll do we'll do the knocking door section and then just cut to that. Cool. I love that. I love that. Josh, thanks for your time today. Yeah, I know you got another meeting to get, you yeah. got to get to. Thanks for popping in the studio with us. And um, we will look forward to talking to you on some other subjects uh, before the end of the year. Yeah, look forward to it. Thanks, yeah. thanks so much, Kyle. Appreciate it. All right, guys. We'll see you next time.